What is up Prackies, it's Liam here. Just a quick reminder before this video begins, make sure to check it towards the end. Watch the whole thing because something really funny and unexpected happened that I wasn't even prepared for right at the end. So check that out and wait for that, it's really funny. But also, just a reminder, we want more engagement from you. So we want questions from you. In this episode, our first question was from a teacher that we collaborated with from Instagram, we actually did an article with them, Miss S. Clark. So shout out to her and also to her article up on www.pracke.com. Easiest way to get your questions would be to chuck them down in the YouTube comment section below. They're really visible, I'm able to chuck them up in the next week's video. Um, alternatively, we go really deep on Instagram. So DM me on that and also, if you do it that way, you might be able to get some live chat going. I can help you out in real time which would be really great as well. Alternatively, you can send us an email. Our email address is down below, prackyproductions at gmail.com. And also, if you go to www.prackye.com, link is down below, there's a form right on the homepage that you can fill out, which gets sent directly to us. But without further ado, here is episode number four of Ask Pracky Anything. Enjoy. What is up Prackies, it's Liam D. Elysiums here for another episode of Ask Pracky Anything, episode four. Today we're talking about teacher relationships when you're out on Prack, which links to Prack Teacher 101, which was uploaded the other day, so check that out. Good plug there. But we're talking about relationships with the teachers, your teachers' relationships to you, and how to overcome pedagogical differences. It's a bloody hot day here in Brisbane, but we're out here in the docks next to the disgusting Brisbane River, but we'll get going with it. So question one. How do I show my teacher knowledge without appearing like a know-it-all? So this question actually came to us from a fellow educator. We did a teacher interview with them on the blog on www.prackee.com. So check that out and a massive shout out to Miss S. Clark who's answered some great questions for us. One thing to do with that is what we've talked about before with lesson planning is to be humble basically come in and say and work more collaboratively. It's all about that collaborative relationship as a mentor with your teacher. You don't want to come across as them talking down to you, but you don't want to come in as big boots and act as if you know better than them. It's You've got to walk that line and almost be a colleague with them and almost treat yourself as another, treat yourself as a teacher as in the staff room. And by that, I mean, if you were a colleague, you wouldn't go in and say, this is what you do but at the same time, you wouldn't allow them to do that to you either. So maybe just come up with them and say, you know, I've heard this works. I've heard, you know, this, this is a pedagogical thing that works. I want to try this out. What are your views on this? And work with them and see them as a colleague rather than kind of a fountain of knowledge that you need to exploit to get good marks or to them kind of as a dictator pointing at you about what they know. So you want to find an equal playing field with them and try and treat them as a colleague. How do I ask a question without looking dumb? It's something that would travel through most Prax students' mind because obviously you want to do well, you want to impress your mentor, well, I hope you do. Um, so you don't want to come across as if you know nothing, but it, it, is, it is a learning experience. You're there to learn and you're purposely chucked into situations that where you probably you know, will sink or swim. There are situations that are will be unnatural to you. So it's completely natural to be nervous about that, be natural in an unnatural situation. 
Um, so with that, don't treat any question as a dumb question. I know sometimes you feel really self-conscious because you feel like you should know something, but the teacher, your mentor teacher won't know what gaps there are. So if they, it's better to appear dumb for a few minutes and probably go something that you should know or you feel like you should know and just go over with it with them a few minutes before the class starts rather than feeling a bit self-conscious keeping it to yourself and then spending 45 minutes in front of a class of 20 plus kids not knowing what to do just because you're afraid to ask a question you need to be humble enough to go i don't know that or i don't know what that means or i don't feel comfortable doing that without knowing this first so you need to what i was saying before about equal level playing field with your teacher with that comes an open line of communication you really need to keep that communication line open with them and make sure that they feel free to critique you but also that you can feel free to come to them about any questions or queries that you may have how do i address a disagreement with my teacher but what happens when you go to your teacher and they say something that you completely disagree with or they're forcing you to go into a situation that you don't feel comfortable with and you feel like those communication lines aren't going well and you have a major difference with them in opinion. What do I do then? Well, it's all about, the, like I was saying before, being humble enough to be able to come to them and to keep those communication lines open, but sometimes that won't happen and sometimes you will disagree. For instance, on my second prac, I'm not a massive believer in splitting up every single uh, activity into a million different learning styles but my second pack teacher was specifically about that so for instance they wanted me to split my activity into audio learner kinesthetic learner visual learner and it just tripled my workload and I don't that whole thing about that is still completely up in the air <laughs> wow it's still completely up in the air with that so I wasn't going to kind of put up my whole lesson and sacrifice my whole lesson into completely doing that. Hey buddy. Oh, oh. hey. He's not that. <laughs> hey. Sorry. <laughs> oh, what's that one? <laughs> so I wasn't going to sacrifice my entire lesson into that, but we kind of eventually, you can take things from different types of teachers. So for instance, you're gonna to have to play a game with the university and sacrifice something short-term for long-term gain. So I played the game and I did a lesson completely her style. And although I wouldn't do that in the future, I took maybe one or two elements of that and now kind of added that to my toolkit. So sometimes that may seem like a part of an activity that you won't ever use and that you won't agree with but who knows if you kind of sacrifice your whole lesson and, and attempt to do that maybe you'll find a few elements that you do like so it's all about having that professional difference of opinion if it's becoming unprofessional you can always go to your university supervisor and say we're clashing because of this this and this but it's, if it's just for pedagogical reasons try and play their game and see if any elements that they're spruiking do actually work because I disagreed with her style but there were elements of it that worked and it's all about finding your own style you're not going to completely match your teacher 100% and that it would be stupid to do that you need to kind of chop and change and take little bits 
kind of like a magpie from everything and create your own toolkit, your own nest of different teaching styles.